Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. We're going to have to kind of learn on the fly, all of us, learn about each other, um, it, it may not be pretty early, and we, we have to accept that fact too, but at the end of the day, we just have to do what we have to do to win a football game. It's again, like anything, there's going to be growing pains, and, and we're all going to experience them. Even someone in their 18th season is going to experience growing pains. Uh, the key is, do we learn from those growing pains? Always looking for the tell. May not be pretty early. We may not be pretty. Yeah. A little tell there. <laughs> May not be pretty early. Juju Smith-Schuster told me earlier this week how much different this offense is going to be under Matt Canada, the formations, the shifts, the kinds of things that you talk about, the things that create uncertainty for a defense. Don't just line up in predictable sets and let them know what you're doing before you even do it. Now, Ben Roethlisberger is still doing that thing with his foot when he's in shotgun formation that shows whether or not it's a pass or a run. We'll see if the Bills take advantage of that. Can the Steelers, though, I mean, it's a shame that they have to start off this new era in Buffalo, but can this new offensive line protect Big Ben against what the Bills can do defensively? I think they can. You know, I think, you know, there's a double kind of a double-edged sword there. Yeah, we want to see this new offensive line with the Steelers, right? Hopefully, first off, it doesn't become like to what you're talking about, Mike. Just pass, 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 pass. And then within the predictability of the pass, we know exactly where we're going to throw. That doesn't seem going to be the case from what I saw in the preseason. And, of course, in that game, Big Ben played preseason game two against the Detroit Lions. It was a different look of the offense. And I think there is going to be that run element, which should help the offensive line with pass protection. You know, And I think the other side of that, that double-edged sword that I was trying to get to too is hey we got question marks about the bills pass rush too how good are they gonna be you know we don't know it's it's one that certainly doesn't like hasn't jumped out to us the last few years now they've added some pieces to that you know defensive line through the through the um the draft and of course they got you know a a few guys that are young that are now getting a little older and mature can they start to you know come to the top here and really be a force pass rushing uh as far as getting after the quarterback so i think you got a little bit of both there to where you go 
let's evaluate and see. But I do expect the Steelers to be a different team on offense and to see yeah, a little bit more of a dominant physical offensive line for sure. Gregory Rousseau, the first-round pick of the Bills. Right. You know I'm big on him. We'll see what he can do. He did well in the preseason. He'll be chasing Big Ben around most likely at some point on Sunday. What about the Bills' offense? Do you expect it to pick up where it left off? I expect Josh Allen to pick up where he left off, so I guess the answer for me is yes. Yeah, I'm with you too. I, I, I you know, th- I think that's one of those things where, like, we look at it to where, you know, th- that last year wasn't a one-hit wonder. Josh Allen's a superstar. Everybody get used to it, and I think it only just, you know, emboldens him and them to just have the confidence to go. Wait, we can do this, and we can play this way, and we can be better. You know, they're going to be able to add more offense, you know, do different things on the offensive side of the ball. But I do. I expect it to hit the ground running. It's a tough matchup for, I think, the Steelers right off the bat to start the year. I mean, just to, you know, your starting defense to go out there, have to defend Josh Allen, all the different pass concepts they have. You know, of course, it's the New England offense. They got a lot of different ways they can beat you. They can beat you with the short passing game and, of course, the the bombshell of Josh Allen throwing the ball down the field. So it's going to be a tough task for that secondary and that's why I was getting back to why you know that Steelers team needs TJ Watt because this is a team again you don't want to blitz Josh Allen and the Bills too much he's going to like Mahomes avoid the pressure and then strike downfield he's not looking to just get the ball out of his hands and throw it out of bounds he's going to like oh there's a blitz let me make you miss and now I got Stefan Diggs down the field running through a, a blitz zone coverage at 30 yards and I'm going to hit him and that's what's scary and that's why they needed TJ Watt but I do I expect this Bills offense to hit it hit the ground running and be rolling, Mike. Well, and there will be questions about whether T.J. Watt is T.J. Watt. Now, he didn't right. hold out. He was there. He was working out. He just wasn't involved in team drills and clearly didn't play in the preseason. But I have a feeling T.J. Watt's going to be ready to go when Sunday rolls around. Now, to the extent that that the Steelers are shedding any tears about having to go to Buffalo to start the season, the Browns are saying boo-hoo and they're playing the tiny little violin because they have to go to Kansas City to start the season. Here's Baker Mayfield, the Browns quarterback, talking about the confidence that he has in his team's offense. For us, like I keep saying, it's just about doing our job. You know, we've, we have the bread and butter, the fundamentals, the, the schemes that we know we're good at, and we need to keep building off of those and do those extremely well. Uh, and so, you know, when we have our shots, take advantage, no negative plays. But, yeah, it's, it's about doing our job efficiently. Uh, so hopefully we do hit the ground running. That's the goal. They need to, and they've got the weapons. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt in the backfield, Jarvis Landry, Odo Beckham Jr. They've got some great tight ends. The one thing I'm going to continue to watch for and listen for, that narrative that used to be such a big part of the Browns, got to get the ball to OBJ, got to get the ball to OBJ. Last year, before he suffered the torn ACL, Coach Kevin Stefanski was finding creative ways to get the ball in his hands. Bubble screens reverse it put him in the backfield you can get the ball in his hands without saying we're going to force the ball to him into coverage because the defenses know what's coming so obj needs to accept that he's just a piece of the puzzle just like all the receivers in tampa accept that you're just part of it and no talking about did i get the ball enough if you lose well if i would have gotten the ball more maybe we would have won no i don't want to hear that from anybody from obj or anyone else he just needs to be one of the guys and i think that's the thing that could help the Browns get to the next level if he's healthy and if he is the guy he was before he had the injury. Yeah, I'm with you there, Mike, 100%. Check your ego at the door, right? Check it at the door and have faith in Stefanski, who's shown that 
he can get two receivers off in a given season, right? I mean, he was in Minnesota, and Thielen and Diggs were both statistically kicking butt. And even, you know, with Gary Kubiak there running a similar system last year in Minnesota, they got Justin Jefferson and Thielen both off as well. That can happen here. Of course, with this offensive line and this running game, hey, I think the Browns are for real. I think they have finally arrived. And one thing I just look at, of course, hey, they were close to beating them in that divisional playoff game. You know, I, I know it might have been a little different with Patrick Mahomes, but still, they were moving the ball regardless. Patrick Mahomes doesn't play in defense either. So there's that aspect. And the one thing that just you – know, they're hungry. There seems to be a good vibe and a selflessness about the team right now. They added the right pieces to their roster. And here's the one thing that jumps out to me about them a little bit, you know, that, that where I'm picking the Browns to go to the Super Bowl and beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game a little for this reason. I, I, we know the, the Chiefs' offense is awesome. But they're now – the Browns should be a team that can get after the quarterback with a front four, right, and not have to blitz and compromise themselves. But also, I think the other thing I look at, that running game, Spagnolo, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, he is special as far as creativity, disguises, and all that. But like we saw last year in the Super Bowl a little bit, when he has to worry about his defensive line being pushed around and overpowered a little bit, and that happened a few times in the Super Bowl game with Leonard Fournette and that big Bucks O-line, He's got to start playing defenses to worry about that and stopping the run, and it takes away his great pass game coverage creativity, and that's where I think the Browns have a real advantage. I expect the game to be close. The Chiefs are a better football team. I don't know if the Browns pull off the upset this week, but I think either way, it's going to give them confidence to go, hey, we can play with these guys, and if we see them later, watch out. I expect it to at least be a real close football game. After we finish the show today and before they force Chris to walk the plank off of the pirate ship, we will be taping <laughs> our joint Mega Picks podcast where we make our selections for every game straight up and against the spread. One last thing about the Browns, and this is real. We had some folks over last night, sat outside on the patio and watched the game. The Browns is the Browns is still the prevailing narrative, and there are people who no, don't no. believe. Now, predominantly Steelers fans are the ones who were over here last night, but the, and, and they can work that to their advantage. Good. Let people think we're still the team that was so pathetic in recent years because they are anything but that now. And the NFL is going to see even more, I believe, of what they saw last year from the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Jameis Winston, we're going to see something different from him than what we saw last year. Last year he was on the bench. Now he's the starter in New Orleans. Here he is talking about his second chance to be an NFL starting quarterback. Man, it's just fun. It's a a blessing. It's a blessing to have this opportunity to, to lead the pack and I'm just grateful for it. You know, uh, it's been almost more than a year removed from me having the opportunity, and I'm, I'm not taking anything for granted, and I'm just I'm blessed and grateful. Last time we saw him as a starting quarterback, it was overtime week 17 of the 2019 season against the Falcons, and as the game went to overtime, and he had 29 interceptions for the season. What did I say, Chris? He'll, he's going to throw 30 interceptions? <laughs> Here comes number 30 on a pick six to end the season, and that's exactly what he did. So, hey, set that aside, 5,100-plus passing yards that season. Now with Sean Payton as the starter, deep ball in the offense. Every blade of grass has to be covered. Can you imagine what Sean Payton is going to be able to do with this lump of clay that he's been able to fashion into a guy who can run his offense? I think the Saints are going to be good. I think Jameis is going to be good. 
And I, I, I will give you my pick in the Mega Picks podcast as to who I think is going to win that game when they play the Packers in Jacksonville on Sunday. No, I mean, I think we're both saying, like, we don't expect the Saints to be outmatched here. I mean, they can win this football game. You know, you're going to have to tune into the, the Mega Picks podcast to figure out who we're going to pick. Sorry. But, like, yeah, I expect a close football game. The Packers are not going to outclass Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints football team. It's still a really good football team, and you're right. The offense, in some ways, could be harder to defend with a, yeah, Jameis Winston, still young, strong arm as compared to Drew Brees, where, yeah, we know his, his arm wasn't quite what it was in the prime. You know, so there's an aspect there. And then, you know, again, got some inside info on the Saints. And, of course, we saw it with our own eyes. Like, hey, this is where I wanted to go. This Marquez Callaway, you know, don't be shocked to see him kick some butt in games and be a star in the NFL. And Drew Brees, I asked him about him yesterday, too. He goes, oh, man. He goes, that's the under-the-radar guy this year in football. He goes, I've been telling all my friends to take Callaway in in um, fantasy football because he's going to have a big year. There's something to that guy. So there is weapons to go around. Michael Thomas gets back. Wow, it's going to be even more dangerous. But, yeah, I expect the Saints to be a handful for the Packers, if not beat them. I don't think it's out of the, the realm of possibilities. i got too much faith in Sean Payton and the rest of the team and the roster they've built there. Quick point of advice before we take a break. You want to be a little more discreet about where you're getting your inside information as it relates to the Saints from. It doesn't take many dots to connect it back to a guy who may be texting you saying, what the hell? Why? Not that this is one of them, but just for future reference. Well, inside it's info. This one so, I. E. This one's so obvious. works with us now. I know, yeah, well, playing. that's what I mean. I know. So, so that, that's when, when he says stuff like that, and, I, and listen, I don't think that's going to catch the Packers by surprise. They're going to see the preseason film and go, wait, this guy's got some skills. We better watch out for him. All you got to watch is the two plays from that Monday night game against yeah, the Jaguars. That's right. All right. right. We're going to talk about some things to look for from certain quarterbacks in week one of the 2021 season. We'll do that next here on PFT Live. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's oh, a... Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Chris, man, you, you, you uh, I, I said something earlier in the show about C.D. Lamb being skinny. You're getting, you're, you're getting that dad bod, baby. Welcome to 40. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm 41. I don't know. That doesn't look that bad. I mean, yo, I'm sweating, too. So my white tank top there is, like, stretchy. And <laughs> That's I had a... I had to change my shirt, Mike. I came up here with a different shirt on, and it was so hot and humid. I was like, oh, my gosh. And they caught me being an idiot. And I don't know what I was thinking doing that in front of Damn you, EJ. Damn you, EJ. I know where you live, okay? I'm going to come see you and, and beat your butt with this. <laughs> can, can, we, can we upload that to Twitter so I have some GIF options when I want to mess with Chris, please? Can we get that on Twitter somewhere as a gift? That would oh, be. Oh uh, gosh, thank that would you. be much yeah, appreciated. Thank you. Please do that. All right, thank you. Take your pick, quarterback edition. Which rookie quarterback has the best Week One performance, Chris? Wow, this is a tough one. You know, I, all right. So I come down to two guys here. First off, I think I it's going to be hard say. for the the. Well, I think it's going to be hard for the Jets with. The Carolina Panthers going down there. I think Carolina's the real deal. You know, the Jets have had some injuries and, and, and everything, so I'm a little worried about that. I think Zach Wilson's awesome. You know, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I am. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think Mac Jones will play really good. I do. But that's a good Dolphins defense. I don't think we're just going to go, oh, wow, unbelievable. The Houston Texans defense, for that matter, has nothing there. I think Trevor Lawrence can make some eye-popping plays in this football game and, and beat the Houston Texans and do some special things that way. So I'm going to go with him. It was a tough one, though, uh, with, with this, this group here. Well, and look, if it was the Jets going to Houston and the Jaguars going to Carolina, you would say Zach Wilson because the opponent has something to do with it. I'm going right. to go ahead and say Mac Jones. They, they, yeah. I, I, I think they've known this is coming from the moment that they called his name on the first night of the draft, and they know they're facing a guy in Brian Flores who knows the offense well. They're going to be ready, and they're building toward week four when Tom Brady comes to town, and they got a, they got a pretty clear reminder last night of what Tom Brady can do. They're going to have Mac Jones ready to do some things on Sunday. Which second-year quarterback, second-year guy, has the best week one performance? Wow. Well, I mean, I don't expect Joe Burrow. I just I got to see it to believe it first off. You know, Justin Herbert's playing the Washington football team. It's I, I would expect that to be one of the better defenses in football. I think I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts here. Um, I have a lot of faith in Nick Sirianni, as you've heard me say before, Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator. I think the Eagles' offensive line can be dominant. I don't know if Hurts is going to blow us away with a ton of passing stats. I think it'll be good. But I also think there's going to be a run element to his game. And then I just look at Atlanta's defense, and I don't know. I just don't think it's that talented. So when I break it down, you know, I think Tua's going to be in a tough spot against that Patriots defense. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts in this one. I'm going to stick with Justin Herbert, though. I know it's a tough spot for the Chargers right yeah. out of the gates, but I'm on the Chargers. Drew Brees is on the Chargers, which makes me feel even better. A lot of people think I was nuts to put the Chargers in the top ten in the power rankings. Hey, if they're going to be what I think they can be, you got to go to FedEx Field and knock off WFT, even though, uh, yeah, on paper you look at it and say maybe Washington wins that game. I think Herbert's going to have a big game. And, again, our picks are coming in the Joint Megapix podcast later today. Which quarterback will have the best debut with his new team, Chris? I, I do think Wentz has a chance to be big in that game. Of course, because, again, I have faith in their offense, their game-planning ability. They're going to have knowledge of the Seattle defense. I mean, their own defensive coordinator 
runs the Seattle defense, so there is knowledge there. But I, I think I can't buy into it because I, I just haven't seen Wentz in there, you know, playing yet. I, I don't know if I can go there. I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford in our Sunday night football game. I am. The Bears defense did not look good this preseason. I mean, it was shockingly bad. I mean, their starters were playing against the backups of the Buffalo Bills, and Mitch Trubisky carved them up. So I have no faith in that unit, let alone, like, I think McVay's going to be able to unveil some new things behind Stafford. Stafford's going to be a man on the mission to prove to everybody, like, hey, it was Detroit, it's not me. I'm going with uh, the big gunslinger, Matthew Stafford. And, and I'll go with Sam Darnold just because I don't yeah, know how many good, good one, games Mike. we're going to see from him this year. But, again, it's matchup-driven. It's the Jets with the new coaching staff, new yeah. defensive pieces, Carl Lawson injury, Jared Davis injury. And I look at it this way. From the Panthers' standpoint, this is kind of like a week one referendum. If they're going to be any good yeah. this year, they need to make quick work of the Jets and Darnold needs to set the right narrative that can be parlayed into good performance, good performance, good performance, self-fulfilling prophecy, and David Tepper can quit trying so hard to find his franchise quarterback. Yeah, I, Mike, I think it's a great pick by you. I mean, that's who it came down to for me. It was, you know, that Stafford, Sam Darnold. You know me. I'm very bullish on the Carolina Panthers. I'm picking them to go to the playoffs this year. I am. I think they're, I think they're ready. And I think Sam Darnold in that offense, it suits him. You know, we know they got weapons galore around him. Uh, it's a good pick. In fact, as I talk about it more, I'm kind of like, ah, maybe I should have gone with Sam Darnold. Which quarterback is under the most pressure entering week one, Chris? Man. Pressure. This is, I know. This is one where I, I don't know where to go with, with this one. I, I really don't. I guess, I guess I'm going to look at. You know, the same guy we've been looking at, which is Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I just I don't know where he stands, you know, with that football team. Trey Lance, Shanahan's kind of been weird about the quarterback situation altogether. Uh, I still think it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I still think he's got to continue to kind of prove himself week in and week out. Uh, yeah, I think that's the guy I'll go with here. You got any flowers nearby by any chance? Any flowers? No, why? He loves him. He loves him not. Yeah, it's, you're him. right. He loves him not. Hey, if the Vikings are going to be worth a crap this year, and Mike Zimmer said time and again, we got a good team, we just have to go prove it. Well, Kirk Cousins didn't look good in the preseason. Kirk Cousins became a lightning rod for the whole vaccination controversy. And they're going to Cincinnati. They should destroy the Bengals. I said earlier this week I was on with Paul Allen, KFAN. It should be like it was 1992 when the Vikings went to Old Riverfront Stadium and won 42-7. to That's what it should be if the Vikings are going to be any good this year. And yeah. it's on Kirk Cousins to make something like that happen. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, pressure guys, too. I mean, I think Tua, you know, just because everybody's looking at that situation, not a captain, right? I mean, there's a, there's a, a few that jump out to me. I mean, Bridgewater and Daniel Jones, both in that Broncos-Giants game, got pressure. I mean, we know everybody's expecting more from Daniel Jones. Bridgewater's got Drew Locke breathing down his neck. Carson Wentz, I think that's a pretty pressure-packed situation. You know, so there, there's definitely some things to watch out, uh, watch for as far as quarterbacks, you know, having to perform at a pretty high level right as we start the year. You rattled off a lot of names there. If only we had a segment coming up where we could use some of those names in our Friday draft. Oh, wait, we do. The Show Me Something oh, draft for week one. Damn, We're going to do that next here on PFT Live. I'm just messing with you. I'm just going with the show. I, don't, I didn't prepare. 
The ball can get wet out here. It's so hot and humid. I saw Brady in the quarterback center exchange already talking to his center. Didn't like the grip. If you see the ball go a little crazy from either one of the quarterbacks, I think that's really probably the part of the problem. You both played here. I that's an issue it. down here? That right. absolutely is an issue, yeah. yeah. The ball gets wet. And it's one of those things where you actually ask the center to change his pants at halftime. Yes. And I'm not kidding you. Right. That, that happens. You want a dry ball. You don't want a wet ball. That was your chance to make $100. I could see the look in your eye. You looked at the camera, and you're thinking, swamp ass, swamp ass, swamp ass. But I was also thinking, don't get fired. Don't get fired. <laughs> my boss won't like that. And my little angel on my shoulder had Sam Flood on there. Sam Flood's our boss here at NBC Sports. I going, he will just cuss me out and rip me a new one if I say it. So I chickened out. I did. I absolutely chickened out. But yes, I was. it was definitely going through my brain. <laughs> good, good thing the devil on your shoulder wasn't within, you know, a thousand miles of where you were last night. But yes, yeah, I knew. Yeah. I knew. And I by the way, do. by the way, swamp ass is on the list of the words that get bleeped more often than not on Sky Sports. Smoking crack, who knows? Depends upon who's got the <laughs> finger on the button. But they are yeah, very consistent when it comes to bleeping swamp ass. All right, show <laughs> me something other than swamp ass. Week one, I'll give you the first pick. Who you got? Okay, I, I mean, I'm going to go with Tua to start off the draft. Yeah, it's time. You got Mac Jones, the guy who replaced you at Alabama and even had a better year than any year you had there at Alabama. So I look at that and go, wait, it's Tua time. You know, not a captain. All the trade rumors for Deshaun Watson that we know are real down there in Miami between them and Houston Texans. So, you know, th this is a, a big moment to see the growth he has in the offense. He's going to play a very good defense that's different than last year, more talented, going to have more confidence. Uh, two is the guy I'm going to lead the draft off with, Mike. Yeah, I think that's a good pick because there is a ton of pressure on Tua Tonga-Vailoa. I am going to, since we spent a lot of time talking about quarterbacks last segment, I'm going to take a coach because yeah. there is no doubt as we enter this season, and there are plenty of guys who are on the hot seat or close to the hot seat, but I think one guy that isn't really on the radar screen for a lot of people to be on the hot seat is Cliff Kingsbury. They got a tough draw. They got to go to Tennessee right out of the gates. Cardinals need to put something together. Cardinals need to have a big year. I firmly believe if they don't get to the playoffs this year, he is out. And he recently said, hey, I've already been fired by my alma mater. It can't get any worse if I get fired by somebody else. Well, I, I think this is up or out. And uh, if they start 1-0, what a feeling. They start 0-1, and it's just going to ratchet it up. And we've talked in the past, and you've always been very good about this concept of as the losses pile up, they got Minnesota next week, the losses pile up, the pressure gets higher and higher in an organization. One way to alleviate that, get that win in your first opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And we want to see growth within the offense, right? A little more diversity. We talk about it all the time with them. It's just it's too predictable. Formations, route concepts, everything. So it's, it's got to grow if they want to be a major player in the NFC, Mike. It's a good pick by you. I, I didn't even write that one down. I should have. Um, the next one I'm going to go to, I'm going to stay with a coach, too. I'm going to stay with Matt Canada, the new offensive coordinator for the Steelers. I mean, we talked about it a little earlier. And listen, I'm not saying they got to go up there and win the game and have 500 yards of offense against the Bills. This is a tough spot. I understand that. But I just want to see a new approach to the offensive side of the football as compared to what we've seen, you know, the last year or two in Pittsburgh. 
And that that's where I show me something and just the fact of hey, what have we brought to the run game? You know, the new pass co- concepts. How much more aggressive and creative are they going to be down the field? So I'm kind of looking forward to that and evaluating that uh, at Sunday at one o'clock. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fine line between pressure cooker, show me something. Still, we want to see something from someone that makes us feel good about what's going to happen. Exactly. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna take my next one to Monday night. I don't know whether or not we're supposed to do it, but I don't care. Tyson Williams, undrafted out of BYU last year. He's now RB1 for the Baltimore Ravens. One of the reasons they didn't rush out and add a veteran after the J.K. Dobbins injury was they loved Tyson Williams as the guy behind Gus Edwards. Now Edwards is gone, next man up. They love what this guy can do. What an opportunity. Primetime, Monday Night Audience, first game of the season. And, And also playing in BYU's home away from home now in Las Vegas. This is his chance to kind of go home and have a big showing in that uh, season opener for Baltimore, Chris. Yeah, I mean he's 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 got a. I mean he's he's legit. It's not like he's like oh wait undrafted. I mean, we've seen undrafted football players come in at Arian the running back Ro- position. Arian Foster, right, and be really good late round picks. It does it doesn't matter. I mean the guy is compact. He's got some real power. I think he's what they want as far as just being explosive and downhill runner. That's why they like him. So I'm excited to see what he has too, you know, and against a an underwhelming front seven with the Las Vegas Raiders too, to where, you know, maybe this is a, a great team for them to start off with, get some confidence in the young running back, the offensive line, and go, hey, we'll we'll be okay. We might not be as great, but we're gonna be good and and okay as we go forward here. All right, I think the last one I'm gonna go with here, I got some there's a, there's a lot of good choices. I gotta go with the Giants offensive line. I got to. You know, everybody blames, you know, Daniel Jones for everything. You know, yeah, I know we got to see more from him. I get that. But damn, he can't block and throw and catch the ball at the same time. And the Giants offensive line is the biggest question mark about their football team. And, oh, geez, it's Von Miller and Bradley Chubb coming into town. Whoa. Andrew Thomas, their top five pick from the 2020 draft, did not look good in the preseason. There's concerns there. So now you got to go against this group. Come on now, Big Blue. You know I'm rooting for Big Blue. Like, step up to the plate here and protect Daniel Jones, and you got a fighting chance to beat something in the NFC East. All right, I'm going to go with a guy that already has made appearance in this program today on the way to break earlier when we were talking about whether or not anyone should waste their time reading the crap that I write. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Come on, man. You create these issues all offseason long. You show up. You air grievances. There's clearly friction. Does it work? Does it still translate into victory? 13 and 3 in 2019. 13 and 3 in 2020. Can they get off on the right foot with a gift that they received? Don't have to go to the Superdome. Go to Jacksonville. Neutral site to play the Saints. Cheeseheads everywhere. What will Aaron Rodgers do? And he still doesn't look like you know, like you talked about a guy's pants falling down. Tom Brady. Hey, Aaron Rodgers got. He's got to. A little looseness in the back end there. He's a little skinny. How much weight does he put back on? Can he still be the guy that he was last year? He's got a chance to get it started in in that prime 425 p.m. Eastern slot on Sunday. Yeah, no no question. I mean, all eyes will be on that. You're right. I mean, we expect him to hit the ground running and take off to the MVP, MVP form we saw last year. I don't care if he didn't play in the preseason or not. And, hey, no Bakhtiari at left tackle. This Saints D-line still one of the better units in football in, in that position. So it will be interesting. It's going to be a fun game to watch. And, it's you know, that's another game. 
Swamp ass will strike in that game for sure as well. As hot as that's going to be in Jacksonville at 1 p.m., whoa. There's, there's going to be centers changing pants and, and all types of things. It's 425. It'll still be hot as hell. Yep. And one more thing to keep in mind for that game. Joe Barry, new defensive coordinator yeah. of the Green Bay Packers. The last time Barry saw Jameis Winston, he was an assistant with Wade Phillips in L.A. Winston had 385 yards, four touchdowns, and the Bucks scored 55 points against right. the L.A. Rams. So congratulations, Joe Barry. You're a defensive coordinator with the Green Bay Packers, and you get Jameis Winston. And that could be a great, great game. That could be an excellent game. That could be every bit as good as last night's game. And, Chris, one more before we go. Aaron Rodgers saw last night's game. He saw what Tom Brady did. He saw what Dak Prescott did. That's going to inspire him to remind everyone who the MVP was last year. No doubt. Uh, you know, I think that's going to – last night's game I think is going to, like, be on every great quarterback in football's radar to be like, damn, look at these guys. Look at what they're doing. I got to carry the team this week too. No question. It's part of being a quarterback, evaluating, look at the other guys, and holding yourself to a standard. All right, let's take a break. We'll wrap up this Friday edition of PFT Live. Funky Friday. It is Funky Friday. And please don't bleep us when we say that, Sky. People will get the wrong idea. More PFT Live right after this. There are fantasy football apps, and then there's the only app worthy of your league. Get your crew on the Yahoo Fantasy app. If you're not playing on Yahoo, you are missing out. All right, we did not miss out on Funky Friday. It's already happened. Cam Newton speaking for about 45 minutes with his father. His father actually spoke about half the time. Cam Newton, among other things, talked about the Patriots' decision to release him. Let's have a listen. The reason why they released me is because indirectly, I was going to be a distraction. Without if, being a starter. Without being a starter. Yeah. And this was but not how? Come, Verbally or in the locker room? Just my aura. Okay. Just my aura. If they would have asked me, would I play behind? They said, Cam, we're going to give the team to Matt. Okay. You're going to be the second string. We okay. expect you to be everything and some yeah. to guide yeah. him yeah. throughout yeah. this tenure. Okay. I would have said absolutely. Yeah. Cam. But listen. Cam. Listen. The truth of the matter is this, he would have been uncomfortable. Again, you got to be careful what you say now if you're looking for a job somewhere else, right? And I said last night on the pregame show, it's a given he's not going to be a backup anywhere. He's not wired to be a backup anywhere. That comment right there, the fact that he acknowledges that the starter is going to be uncomfortable with his presence. Even if he's not trying, Chris, some guys just walk through the door. You think Tom Brady walks through the door somewhere as the backup and it's not going to be an issue? You're, you're, right. you're a victim to a certain extent of your past success. Yes, 100%, Mike. I mean, that's a, he confirmed what we've been saying. He's not backup guy. Teams don't want that hovering in their locker room over their starting quarterback. Now, where I'll disagree with him a little bit is I don't think Mac Jones would have cared. He didn't give a damn all preseason or all training camp. Nothing seems to affect Mac Jones to this point. I mean, he's like Brady that way. So I don't think it would have mattered, but I think Belichick just didn't want to deal with that distraction and everything we've discussed. That's it for today. The Megapix podcast coming tonight on Peacock. Have a great day. Thanks for some of your time. See ya. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution.